This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Hello, Alec here. Yesterday was International Women's Day. And so to mark that very special occasion, I thought I could just, just take the week off and bring in a woman instead to do the show in place of me for the next two hours. So I can just, you know, sit back, relax, put my feet up. I was trying to think um, who I could I could get. And then I realized I live with two women. So this week, instead of getting the Alec Feldman show, you can get the Boltonian Girl and Geordie show. So let's just bring them in. Bring them in. Hello. Welcome. It's your show now. All right. Welcome to show. Let's play some songs. All right. There we go. Happy International Women's Day. That's my contribution. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds. Alec Feldman. Did it, did it do by Blackpink. I think I've got that one down this week. I don't know. But yeah, that's very good. And I'm not just saying that because I don't want to experience the wrath of Blackpink fans sending me abuse. Definitely not. Before that, it was Sigrid. Don't feel like crying. I feel like Sigrid fans are a lot less militant. So that's all right. Hello. I'm on. It's me, Alec. Till five o'clock. I'm here live from my bedroom, which is in a house in Leeds. And I'm very happy to be on. Hope you're good this Saturday afternoon. Um, and I think you should be really appreciative of this show today. Because it very, very nearly didn't happen. Because my wireless keyboard ran out of battery. And without the keyboard, I couldn't log into my computer. I couldn't be here. It would just be silence. So just be just be grateful that I made like a quick dash to the shops at about half two to get some, some triple A's and it's all fine. I can type again. Hear? Hear that? 
all is saved. That's a relief. Um, but, blimey. Rechargeable batteries. There's no money saving involved. It's all a myth. That's annoyed me. But I'm not going to talk to you about batteries all afternoon because that's rubbish. Coming up on today's show, I have become something I hate. I need to get this off my chest before half three this afternoon. I've got a new obsession to waste time. We're doing the Brexvent calendar. I'll catch you up with that after four as well. And in a second, I'll tell you how I marked International Women's Day yesterday. Plus, I've got a new play-along-at-home game after four. And we have the normal stuff, 60-second guide, Connect 4 coming up as well. This week's 60-second guide is to Lizzo, in case you're interested, off of Juice. So that's very exciting. Plus, music-wise, this hour, we've got some Young Blood, some Jonas Brothers to play, Frey Ridings, and Ariana Grande's on next as well. So that is all good in the hood, as they say. And now let's turn to the educational part of the show, as I tell you what I have learned this week. In This, this week, week I, I learned... learned. Um, last week, I learned quite a lot of practical skills. This week, we're back to the more... I wouldn't say spiritual learning. What, what would I say? The more abstract learning, you know, like valuable life lessons. But I have also learned a physical skill this week, which is how to play pool. You know, the game. They've got like a massive table. It's got some green felt on top and lots of coloured balls. And I think the idea is you hit the coloured balls with a really long stick into the holes that are on the side of this big green table. I've never played this before, ever. I didn't really realise it was a thing young people did, but apparently it's a really student game. And uh, people were very surprised that as a student I've never played pool in my life, but I haven't. I thought it was just for old people. And I learnt that. I learnt how to play. I wasn't very good. I don't think I got a single ball in the hole, which is the whole objective. But I did almost assault someone with the massive stick, so I'd call that a good outcome. It's a very big stick. Like, huge. Probably half my height, if not more. More than half my height. And I nearly whacked someone with it without realising. From above. So that was worrying, but it's all fine. No one is injured. And I learnt how to play a new game, so that's very exciting. That was the first lesson. Second lesson of the week is another proper like life lesson. This is advice I can share with you, not just a skill I learned. If you want to do a pub quiz, you need to get there more than five minutes early. This was a lesson I learned this week, and it's it's it was sad. It was a disappointment. I've been wanting to do a pub quiz for ages, such a long time. I've been at uni, what, a year and a half now, and I've never done a pub quiz before, and I really wanted to, and we decided as a house that Thursday was the day the big pub quiz day all my life has been leading up to that day and we got there in good time we got there five minutes before the quiz started at eight we got there at 7:55, not realizing that actually pub quizzes are quite popular and a lot of people go and if you want to get a seat you've got to go earlier than five minutes beforehand i was talking to my friend about this who is a pub quiz regular and he said if you want to get a seat you need to get there at about 6 p.m for a quiz that starts at eight so that is a lesson I can share with you. If you want to do a pub quiz, get there early. And then when I say early, I mean two hours early, not five minutes early. The pub quiz didn't happen. It was very sad. But next week, next week, we shall ride again. Going to win that quiz. That's what I'll be telling you about next week. How me and my friends won a pub quiz. Maybe, probably not. That was the second lesson of the week. The third lesson of the week, pancake day. It's, it's a British thing. I didn't realize this. Um, I know someone who is an American. I know, crazy. And I saw her on Pancake Day and she was talking about how she thought Pancake Day was a joke and not a real thing. Cause she's, she's like a student from America that's come to study here but still lives in America, right? So she heard everyone talking about Pancake Day, thought it was some elaborate joke or like as a practical joke or just a silly day that's called Pancake Day but it means something different. But no, she realised it does actually mean a day when we eat pancakes. So I didn't realise it was just a British thing, but it is. So you could be listening to this and you've never heard of Pancake Day before either. If so, get on the Pancake Day hype. It was last week, but it's great. It should go global, I think. Pancake Day is a joyous occasion. I did make pancakes. They didn't go that well. I couldn't flip them properly. I tried to make my own mixture as well. That was rubbish. 
but it's still quite fun. So get on board with Pancake Day, America. You need to. It will bring you joy and happiness and pancakes. And it's just a British thing. That's what I learned this week. Three lessons that I can share with you, like the the cool older brother that I wish I was, but I'm actually not. And I'll tell you about what I got to for International Women's Day in a sec. First, Ariana Grande. This is Break Up With Your Girlfriend. I'm bored. That was Ariana Grande. I've come to the conclusion that the name of that song is too long. It's too long. It's annoying to say on the radio all the time. So we need an abbreviation. What would it be? B-U-W-Y-G-I-B. Boo-y-g-bib. Doesn't quite work. Okay. We'll have to stick with saying the full name. Break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. Boo you gib. Yeah. Ariana Grande on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here. I'll play Freya Ridings in a second. First. I, I I know this will worry you when I say this, but um, I want to talk about a serious issue, guys. A serious, serious issue. Yeah, but don't worry. It's not, it's not too serious. It was International Women's Day yesterday. I hope you had a great International Women's Day. If you are an international woman or if you just like them, I hope it was a joyous occasion for you all. And um, I marked International Women's Day in a particular way. Um, I tried to contribute, you know, as a man, we've got to do what we can to become better human beings and educate ourselves. And that's what I attempted to do yesterday. And I realized I really needed it. Because um, this is where this is where we go into the the serious issues. Um, one of my friends is involved in like some charity thing where they collect sanitary products for women who are in sort of they can't afford them. They're in period poverty, right? And she had this big stall in the student union in Leeds, and she was like, "Come down and donate your sanitary products, and we can give them out to people who need them. It'll be great." So I was like, "You know what? This is a very good cause. I am gonna get on board with that. I don't like to talk about my charity work." But you know, just just gotta mention it. Yeah, main, and mainly I don't talk, like talk about it because there isn't much. But whatever. So I was like, yes, I'm gonna get on board with this and support the charity that aims to end period poverty by donating some sanitary products. Right. Now the trouble with doing this, which I would recommend you do, by the way, is that I don't know the first thing about them. I went to the shop in our union to buy some sanitary products, and I haven't got a clue. I was just confronted with a wall of things and I didn't know what they were. I took my friend as well. Just, you know, a normal Friday afternoon activity. Two lads going into the little co-op and staring at tampons. That's what, that's perfectly normal, right? And we both felt quite self-conscious because there were like other people at this bit of the shop, you know, actual women. And we were just like, we haven't got a clue what this is. This probably looks quite weird, vaguely embarrassing. And we were just staring at rows and rows of these things trying to work out which one to actually get i don't who knew who knew there were so many types not me that's for sure there's so many it was a massively educating experience and we were just sort of being quite uncomfortable as you might expect for someone like me doing something like that not really knowing what to do just giggling a bit like the immature children we are and we eventually just sort of picked two boxes up at random and basically tried to get out there as quickly as possible. Obviously went self-service checkouts because I, I can't be bothered to explain that one. Like, yeah, it's a great cause, but it's just, why, why are you doing this? Whatever you say, other than we're giving it to charity, it'll sound weird. People might, I don't know, they might not believe you. I don't quite know what they might think, but it's just a weird image. Two boys going together to buy some tampons. An odd experience, really was, but... Here's, here's the important issue, guys, that, that I'm being all preachy about. Maybe maybe this is a sign that people like me who are, by and large, idiots about those kind of things should educate ourselves more about them. Especially if you're in the situation where you need to, to buy some tampons and you don't know what you're doing. But I took them to my friend on her stand and she was very appreciative. And that is my contribution to International Women's Day Yes, I'm totally bigging myself up here relative to the amount I actually do. But you know what? I don't know. I just, just felt like it. Bigging myself up and talking about a serious issue. A really serious issue because that's what we're about. All the issues. 
So a Merry International Women's Day to you. I hope yours wasn't as embarrassing and awkward as mine was. This is Freya Ridings now. You mean the world to me. That's Freya Ridings and you mean the world to me. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hello. Jonas Brothers and Cardi B play next. I have become the thing I hate this week. I'm not proud of that. I'm really not proud of that fact, but I've just got to say it. I've got to get it off my chest. I'm ashamed, but it's happened. I didn't want it to be this way. I really didn't. I thought I would be different, but but you know what? It's happened now. There's nothing we can do about it. We've just got to move on, and I've got to get it off my chest because it's eating me up inside. Really, it is. I didn't think I would ever become this, but here we are. So, the library. If you're a student, sometimes you might spend a lot of time in the library. Sometimes you won't. I have recently discovered the joys of the library. Quite recently, but you know what? It's a nice place, a good place to work. They have comfy chairs. What more can you ask for? And so I'm spending a bit more time there. But the library is a bit rubbish because everyone has the same idea and there's basically no seats. Like You're very, very lucky if you go to the library and can actually find somewhere to sit down. It's such a rare occasion. Unless you get there at like 9am. Unless you do that, then you're not going to get a sit down anywhere. It's a bit rubbish. And there's nothing more frustrating than if you're in there sort of like middle of the day and you're walking around looking for somewhere to sit and you see a seat that is unoccupied. So you're like, oh, there's a seat over there. Let's go and nab that one. And you walk over and you find someone is sitting there. They've just gone somewhere and they've left all their stuff on the desk. And sometimes people do this for hours, hours on end. They just leave their stuff there and disappear somewhere else. And then they can come back and they've got their nice seat in the library reserved for them just like that. And if you ask me, it is an abomination. It's disgusting. People who do that should be wiped off the face of the earth. Maybe maybe not that dramatic, but it annoys me a lot, especially when you get your hopes up and when you think you found a seat and then no, it's gone. Uh, a similar kind of thing would be like, I don't know, when you go on holiday and people put sun towel, what do they call it? Towels down on the sun lounges by the pool or whatever. And then they've just reserved it for the whole day. And no one can do anything about it because those are the rules. You've just got to deal with it or throw it all off and risk having someone get very, very annoyed at you. And I can't stand this kind of behavior. I think it is shocking. I think it's very, very poor library etiquette. And um, I, I did it this week. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm really sorry. I know everything I just said about how much I hate people that do that and it is annoying but I did I did actually give it a go and I'm glad I did because otherwise I would have lost my seat for context I think I wasn't such a bad offender I know this sounds like I'm trying to rationalize it but I I think I'm not the worst person in the world all I did was go to get a sandwich for like I think I was gone total 40 minutes maybe so it wasn't that long in the general scheme of things. And I've been there for a few hours and I wanted to be there for quite a few more hours. So it was the best option because otherwise I could have packed up all my stuff, gone to get a sandwich, come back 40 minutes later and had nowhere to sit. So I was like, I'm going to become the person I hate and see what happens and see if anyone gets annoyed or throws all my things on the floor. And actually it was totally worth it because I got my seat for the rest of the afternoon again. But I'm not I'm not that proud. I wish it hadn't come to that because I hate it when people do that so much. And then I did it myself. I sold out. That's what happened. I sold out what I believed in. And now I'm going to have to deal with the moral consequences on my conscience. Have you done a similar thing recently when you have become the thing you hate? If you would like to share your private shame with me and the world on the radio, then you can send me a text right now. 07807 183538 is my number. Or you can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash wizardradio. Send us a message on there and like us as well. And an email if you want to do that. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. When have you become the thing you hate? 
like I did by leaving my stuff on the desk at the library when I went to get some lunch, let me know. We can all be ashamed, but maybe unrepentant together. And I will read out your your secret confessions, which are no longer secret. After some Jonas Brothers and then Cardi B and Bruno Mars, they're on next. Cardi B and Bruno Mars, please me on Wizard Radio. Jonas Brothers and Sucker before that. That Bruno Cardi song, it puts me a bit on edge. Does anyone else think that? There's something about it. It's always Bruno Mars. Always Bruno Mars, who does the slightly, slightly uncomfortable songs that you're just a bit like, no thank you. You know what I mean? That's another one of them. Maybe I'm talking rubbish, but I, I think that's that's how it is. Anyone else? I'll play Astrodes in a second. And we've got some young blood coming up. It's Alec on Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. Talking about becoming the thing you hate this week. I left all my stuff on a desk in the library just for 40 minutes whilst I got went to get a sandwich. But I hate people that do that. I cannot stand it. And yet there I was selling out my principles and doing it anyway not entirely sure how to feel about it i sort of don't regret it but at the same time i'm ashamed and disappointed at myself for selling out but i don't know so i've asked you for when you have become the thing you hate on text and you have been getting in touch on the number 07807183538 that's where you can come to say hi and and I'm sort of running out of ways to fill because I haven't actually got any messages yet because James hasn't sent them to me. You know, I don't normally like to break the fourth wall, but that's basically what's going on. I'm just filling time because there's nothing in front of me and Alec, I need words Alec, to say. Hello. I'm on air, but listeners can hear me. I'm just sending it to you now. Sorry. Thank you. I did tell you it might take a minute, but you know, there you go. You've got the first one. Minute. Well done. Oh, thank you. Patience thank is you a virtue. So okay. Thank you very much. Wow, it's, it's a really good one today. Ollie. Ollie has sent me a message. Thank God. I don't know what I would have ended up talking about if he hadn't. Ollie says, I'm in my first year of uni. And the thing I hate the most is people who just leave their plates and cutlery and stuff in the kitchen. It's like, they'll cook something, sit down, eat, and then just walk away. As if some magical kitchen fairy is going to clean up after them. One of my mates, who does it the whole time... I read that wrong. One of my flatmates does it the whole time. Anyway, this week there was a big argument over it because someone found a dirty plate just left on the kitchen table and they were blaming him and he was refuting it. To my shock. It was me. It was Ollie. Oh my God. I don't know what came over me. I just left it there and walked away. I was so embarrassed. I have become a shell of the man I once was. Not angry, Ollie. I'm just disappointed. Okay. Wow. I I feel your pain on that regard, though. That's that's quite annoying. One of one of the people in this house. I'm not going to say which one, but he <clears throat> does it all the time, and it doesn't wind me up so much. It's like a bit annoying for me, and I just kind of think, how can he live like that? But the other two, they they struggle with it. They're just like, God, clean up your mess. But yeah. I can't believe you did that, Ollie. I mean, just from a, like a, a personal self-respect perspective, surely you'd want to be a person that keeps all their crockery and cutlery clean. Surely. Truly, you are a disappointment. But you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I did ask. Thank you for sharing it with me. I know how hard that must have been. Like you said, you are a shell of the man you once were. But it's okay. It's okay. Holly says... I think this is just from my dad, but I hate people who yawn without covering their mouth. Okay. I think it's disgusting. I don't want to see your tonsils. Anyway, I've started noticing that now I'm doing it quite often and it disgusts me. I'm trying to train myself to cover my mouth again because I can't live my life like this. That's that's quite extreme, I'd say. It's not something I think about much. I have been told off a few times for like yawning with your mouth open because it's rude, but like... Sure. It's just a natural thing. If you're not really thinking about it and you just start to yawn, my hand doesn't instinctively like shoot up to cover my mouth. I think people should be more understanding about this, actually. I would say, Holly, don't adapt yourself to please outdated ideas of what you can and can't do. Just 
yawn however you like. Don't worry about becoming a person who yawns without covering their mouth. Embrace it. Embrace the new you. Be wild. Be free. Live life on the edge and yawn with your mouth open if you want. I think that's one of those silly outdated things that's like, come on. It's nothing personal. I'm not yawning because you are boring me. I'm yawning because I am tired, okay? So please don't take offense at the fact that I want to yawn without having to worry about sticking my hand up every half a minute. That's my view on covering your mouth when you yawn. But I can understand how difficult it must be for you, Holly, when you've done that your whole life and then all of a sudden you just lose the habit. And it's what you find incredibly rude. You're rude to yourself, essentially. But thank you. Nonetheless, Jessica says, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but this week I dropped 5p on the floor and literally chased after it to pick it up. I always laugh at people who do things like that. It's just 5p, it's not a big deal, but I ran after it like it was a £10 note. My friend started laughing when I came back, but it was just a reaction that I couldn't control. Wow. Sounds like you, Jessica, are a bit tight with your money if you're chasing 5p pieces around the floor. It is always quite funny because... To do that, you always have to bend over at the waist and just run, but run with your head down and your chest facing down. It looks a bit silly. And you're just chasing a coin which is tiny and yet somehow manages to outrun you, a human being, with legs. And the coin just rolling on the side manages to go faster than you and you just look stupid. So, yeah, come on. Someone could have found that 5p. Someone else. That 5p could have been a cup of coffee for a homeless person and you Jessica you dropped it and chased after it to pick it up you stingy so and so and yeah looks a fool I think that's definitely something you shouldn't do you should get back out of that habit don't become that person Jessica I have faith in you I think I think you're better than this you can drop a 5p and not have to chase after it Katie is saying you know those people on Instagram who just post on their story every five seconds yes it's almost like they're a vlogger or something and they post every little part of their day online I have become that person what no it's not even like my life has suddenly become particularly interesting or I'm doing anything special I've just realized I'm posting more and more I'm gonna try and stop though because it's not interesting but I just have the urge to share things on my story at the moment ah uh, the young generation generation Z we're all narcissists. We like putting things on stories in case people care. I think, yeah, that's one to break. My rule for like social media posting anything is usually, is it interesting, entertaining, or funny? If it doesn't fit maybe two, one or two of those criteria at least, then it doesn't go on. My Instagram stories, maybe like one or two a week. It's not that many. I'm not that active. How long is your story? Is it like, <laughs> two minutes long if you watched it end to end if you stretched it out watched everything for the full duration that's not good i bet oh my god i bet katie sounds like one of those people where you look at the top of like instagram where it's got the bars and each bar represents a story and the bars are so short that they're just dots i bet that's katie she's got the dots and it's like 50 dots at the top to show the massive story like no cut it down interesting entertaining funny if it's not those get rid no one's interested in you doing a boomerang of bursting a yolk on a poached egg with some avocado it's not cool not entertaining not interesting definitely not funny cut it out um, but you know what Katie it's good that you recognize that it's an issue I'm glad that you're working to change I do respect you being very honest and telling me that that you have become the thing you hate and I wish you the very best of luck in turning your life around all right, I feel better now. You're all also sellouts just like I am, so it's all good. My latest internet obsession I need to tell you about. It's a massive waste of time, and I've been doing a lot this week. I'll tell you about that after Astrid S. This is someone new playing at Wizard Radio. Astrid S. and someone new. That is a bop. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. Hello. I found a new procrastination tool. So I'm all about the balance, you know. One minute I'm talking about all the hours I spend in the library. The next I'm talking about my procrastination and it's something i've sort of revisited me and my friends used to do these at school quite a bit because we're really sad and had nothing better to do in our break and lunch times apparently and i've rediscovered them and they're really satisfying to do like really satisfying 
you know those quizzes you get on the internet where it's like name all of something in x amount of time for example name all of the countries in the world in 15 minutes i'm all over them at the moment i've done so many in the last week they're they're great i don't know what it is i just enjoy thinking about things and listing things they're a great team activity on thursday night when our house tried and failed to go to a pub quiz we were like you know what we don't need no pub quiz let's do our own quizzes and i was like right let's whip out these memory tests and we tried all the countries in the world did quite well got to 106 tried all the states in america again we got 40 out of 50 not bad the thing with them they tell you at the end though what the average score is and that's always quite disheartening because it'd be like oh you got 70 percent and i'll be like oh that's quite good well done us and then it'll be like yeah but the average score was 78%. You are below average. It's like, what? Who knows that many countries? But they're such a fun way to kill time. And it's really, really sad. But they're also quite good. They are. They're just enjoyable pastimes. What else did I try? I tried um, naming all the parliamentary constituencies in London. That was a particularly sad one. I did all right at that. Didn't do badly at all. And they're just great. There's whole websites full of them. Like, I think there's one called Sporkle. Sporkle is fantastic. The world's largest trivia website, it claims to be. And it's great. I love it. I'm obsessed. And it's a learning activity. You learn all the countries that you didn't even know existed. All the weird Caribbean islands or tiny places in Europe that you forget are even there. And South American countries. So much fun stuff. And I'm, I'm just so satisfied when I do them they make you feel smart until you look at the average at the end and it's a great way to waste time I've spent so so many minutes not hours so many minutes in the last seven days doing these quizzes and they're they're a rubbishy waste of time but they're great so if you're stuck for things to use to procrastinate with in the next few days think of me think of these memory quizzes they're they're so good am I I don't know whether I'm the only person that has this sad obsession but people were fully getting on board like when i suggested doing this countries of the world quiz as a substitute for a pop quiz on a thursday they were properly getting involved they were like thinking really hard really wanted to do well so i think this is an innately enjoyable activity you know it's a good way to procrastinate as well so there's a little tip off for you this week those memory quizzes where you have to list stuff they are great we'll do connect four in a bit first young blood and halsey this is 11 minutes that was Young Blood in 11 minutes. It's with Halsey, but featuring Travis Barker, so we can see who's higher up in the pecking order in that that threesome. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on this afternoon. Now it's time to do Connect Four. We do this every week at this time. We get four letters out. No, four words. That was the old game, wasn't it? Four words out of the dictionary, and you have to connect them. You have to connect the four words that is why it is called connect four i know isn't that clever and the way you connect them is just by putting them into a story it doesn't have to be a real story most of them i don't think are which is sometimes disappointing put them into a story however you can sneak them in and that is connect four and it can be long and rambly and silly the more imaginative i think the better the more silly and unbelievable the better as well so let's get the four words. James Gilmore, hello, you have the dictionary in your hand, correct? Hello, I have the dictionary in my hand, correct. Excellent news. Shall we Should we cut straight to it then? Let's cut straight to it. Have a flick, please. I'm flicking. He's flicking, and I will tell him when to stop. When he stops, whatever word's at the top of the page of the dictionary, that is the word it will be. Stop. Okay, first word. Demented. Demented. That's a good one. I think that is a good one. Let's see if the second word will complement demented nicely. Let's go again. And flicking. He is flicking. How about stop flicking now? Okay. Bat. 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 I think bat and demented can go quite well, but there is another word that should go in between that you can't say on the radio. It's yes, you can't say that on the radio. Um, bat, bat silly. Yeah, that's the one. Have a flick again, please. I'm going to go reverse. He is reversing. Reverse, reverse. Flicking. And stop, please. 
Okay. Shop. Shop. So far, we have demented and bat and shop. I think we need one more word. Let's hear it, please. Okay, flicking. He is flicking through the Oxford Mini School Dictionary, tested in over 40,000 schools. Stop, please. Okay, um, this one, that's, wait a second. I'm gonna go to the next page. Okay. okay. Egg. Egg? Egg. Wow. Yeah, it was effects. I, think... I didn't like that word. Oh, uh, no, that's a bit boring. These ones are good. I think these could work potentially very, very well together indeed. We have demented and bat and shop and egg. Those are the four connect four words today. You just have to connect those four words. Can I just say, connect Alec, four. you actually yeah. lied? It's got 40,000 words and phrases. It wasn't tested in 40,000 schools. Yeah, I did think that as soon as I said it, I was like, I've got that one wrong, haven't I? Yep. Thanks for calling me out on that. My pleasure. Demented. Man of the people, as you say. Demented. Bat. So I'm, just, I'm just saying the words. Demented. Um, bat. bat. Shop. Egg. Shop. Egg. egg. Yeah. Egg. Demented. Bat. Shop. Egg. Those are your four words. I'm James Gilmore. In for Alec Feldman. <laughs> hush. Hush now. It's my time to speak. Send them in to me. Connect them. 07807 183538. All those four words in one sentence. Demented. Bat. Shop. Egg. 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 Facebook.com slash wizard radio. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. That's Connect Four for this afternoon. We'll do it at 10 to 5. And I've got some Zed and Katy Perry and Ed Sheeran to play next as well. It is 4 o'clock. Let's get some news now. Ed Sheeran and Shape of You. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Afternoon. Hope you're good. Before that, I played you Katy Perry and Zed with 365. Music wise, this hour sounds like this Mahalia, Benny Blanco, Lizzo. Billy Eilish and James Bay as well. All on the way before five o'clock when Mars is on. Hope you're good. And also we've got some Connect Four at ten to five. We've got Six Second Guide as well. And now let's talk about the Brexvent calendar. You might have missed this. It's on the website every day for the next less than a month. Next just under three weeks. You get a special treat every day. To celebrate, celebrate hmm, the fact that in in under three weeks the UK will be leaving the EU. Oh my God! I mean, it, it probably won't. I'd like to think that won't happen. Something will happen in the interim that prevents that. But nonetheless, I've got to be forward thinking and working to the assumption that that will happen on the 29th of March. I've made you a very special treat. You know how. In December, we count down to Christmas with advent calendars and every day you open up a door and behind that door is a chocolate or some little treat to tell you that you are one day closer to Christmas and you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Well, I thought I'd do the same thing, but with Brexit. And instead of warm and fuzzy inside, when you open up the door, you just feel a bit sick. That's what I thought I'd do. That's what I aim for. And this goes up on the website wizardradio.co.uk every day it started on tuesday and it's continuing now and to encourage you to go and check this out on the website i thought i'd just give you a little recap on the first five days so that you know tomorrow and the day after and the day after that you go on of your own initiative and you're like i need to see what's behind the next door on the brexvent calendar and so this is just a little thing to give you a taste of what's happened so far and where we're at so tuesday the 5th that was when Brexit was 25 days away, which is traditionally when an advent calendar will start. So let's open up the first door to hear what happened. This is the Brexvent calendar on Wizard Radio. Brexit means Brexit, and we're going to make a success of it. Let's open up door number one. Behind the first door on the Brexvent calendar, we have... A narrow referendum result. That's right. 52% of people voted to leave. 48% of people voted to remain on the 23rd of June 2016. Almost three years ago. And that's what got us in this current mess. And that's what led us to open the next 23 doors. Come back tomorrow for another Brexvent calendar. Aren't we lucky? So it's 
that's an outcome of that. Here's what I gave you behind the second door. Let's open up door number two. On the second day of Brexvent, as we count down to the UK leaving the European Union, I would like to gift you one copy of the Weatherspoons News Magazine, complete with a pro-Brexit editorial, lots of pro-Brexit pictures, and a special pro-Brexit spread right in the middle. And you get a free Brexit beer mat as well. That's behind your second door on the Brexvent calendar. Come back tomorrow for another gift. That was door two. I'm, I'm really excited about the free mat. That'll be a good one. And um, some food for you behind the next door. Corblimey, it's door number three. Today, your gift is one gammon. Is it the meat? Or is it the type of angry, slightly overweight, red-faced man that you'll often see down at a branch of Weatherspoons complaining loudly about those bloody Europeans coming over here taking our jobs? Or, everyone's just oversensitive these days. Back in my day, we were made of tougher stuff. Join me again tomorrow for another gift on the Brexvent calendar. Yummy, yummy. Here's what I gave you yesterday. You want some more? Let's open door number four. Today, on the fourth day of Brexvent, I, Alec Feldman, would like to gift you one backstop for the Irish border. Whatever that even means. Haven't got a clue. People have been talking about this backstop business for probably upwards of a year. Do I know what it means? No, I don't. Does anyone? I have a suspicion that they probably don't either. So that's your gift on today's edition of the Brexvent calendar. But what will it be tomorrow? Come back to find out only on wizardradio.co.uk. And finally, here's today's one for door number five. Surprise! Let's open door number five. Today, my gift to you is one hour of free parking at the new lorry park that they're going to have to open on the M26 motorway in Kent. That's because suddenly putting border controls on hundreds and thousands of trucks coming in from Europe every day means there's going to be quite a lot of hold-ups, quite a lot of traffic jams, so we might as well just turn the whole motorway into a massive car park anyway. And my gift to you today is that you can park there for free for an hour. After that, it's 10 quid an hour. Come back tomorrow for another free gift courtesy of the Brexvent calendar. You lucky things, a new one of those gets uploaded to the website every day throughout March. So make sure you go back and check every day, wizardradio.co.uk. Just have a little look for my Brexvent calendar. It'll be on there every day this month until Brexit happens, if it does, which I really hope it doesn't. Anyway, that aside, next I am annoyed about something and I want to just rant about it for a few minutes, if that's okay with you. I'll get myself angry whilst you listen to Mahalia. This is Do Not Disturb. Mahalia, she's gone to a premiere inn. She's staying the night. She wants to have a line. She doesn't want to come in and clean in the morning. So she's put the Do Not Disturb sign on the door. I'm assuming that's what that song's about. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hey, hope you're good. I'll play a new one from Benny Blanco in a second. First, I'm annoyed by something. I'm annoyed by something. I'm going to express that annoyance through the medium of radio. Some people might say this is me slightly taking advantage of my privileged position. They're probably right, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right, are you ready for this? Emails. Emails is how people tend to communicate in like a professional capacity in the modern world. That's how it goes. You want to get in contact with someone, you send them an email. That's, you know, you want some work experience, drop them an email. That's how it works. And that's what they always say you should do. Send someone an email. And I've been I've been very busy over the last few weeks and months sending emails left, right and centre to various people in various places who I'd I'd quite like to, I don't know, give me some work experience or, or something, just anything. Let me come and make tea or photocopy things or anything, really. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get. And I'm emailing loads and loads of people for this. Loads. And I'm really struggling to get a reply from any of them. And this bothers me because not replying to emails just means the person who sent it doesn't know. They just don't know. I'm in limbo. I have no idea what that means. There is no clear message that is sent by not by not replying to an email. It can mean so many different things. It can mean I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anything to do with you. Please go away. Or it could mean they haven't even seen the email. They get loads of emails every day. They can't look at all of them. 
So it just gets pushed down, down the inbox until it's forgotten about. Or maybe they do see it and they're just like, oh, I must reply to that. And then they never get around to it. Or they're like, I, they see it and they're like, oh, I must reply to that. And they just take a while. There's other things they have to do first. So it's on their to-do list somewhere, just quite low down, and they will get around to it eventually. But in the meantime, me, who sent the email, I'm just in limbo. I don't know what to think. I don't know what it means. I did a poll on Twitter because I was getting a bit frustrated and said to my not very many followers, all 161 of them, what does it mean when people don't reply to an email? Ironically, only seven people participated in this poll. But of my sample of seven... 43% said they want you to go away and 29% said they've forgotten about it. 29% said they're getting around to it. So that's not even a clear poll. The most number of people said it means they want you to go away, but the majority of people gave answers that said maybe they will one day and they don't want you to go away. I don't know what to think. I just think it's kind of, it's rude, you know. Someone goes out of their way to send you a lovely email with all these niceties and pleasantries and they just never reply and you're really enthusiastic and you're offering to do free labor for them unpaid work companies would kill to get unpaid labor in you'd think and no one replies and it makes me sad and angry in equal measure just common decency just like even if it's to say we don't want you go away we've blocked your email address please never contact us again and if you come anywhere near our building we will call the police even that would be okay because at least it's acknowledging it. It's not just you screaming into the void, which is what it, it feels like. It, I don't know what to do, guys. It's painful. Just reply. Reply to me, please. That's all I ask. A simple reply. It's not It's not difficult. I think I will always strive in my life, I think, to reply to emails from people. I think that's important. So in short, emails are rubbish. Reply to them, because otherwise I'll get very annoyed. And that's the end of this week's rant. Okay, I'll I'll calm down now. I need a second. Give me a second. I need some Benny Blanco, Selena Gomez, J Balvin, Antony in my life. I always say that after I'm angry. This is what I need to calm down. It's called I Can't Get Enough. That was Benny Blanco and Selena Gomez and J Balvin, Antony with I Can't Get Enough on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here and I've calmed down after my rant about emails earlier. It's all fine. I'm happy now. I'm in a really, I'm in a really good place. And... I'm ready to play a game with you. A brand new game. I've never done this before. I feel like this time of the show, sort of at half four, just before, that's when I like to do things a bit experimental. I try things out. Some of the time they're really rubbish. Um, do you remember a few weeks ago when we did sticky situations? Yeah, that hasn't been back for a reason. But this week I have a new game to try with you in the big radio laboratory of my brain. And it's called the, the Song Slagging Off Game. And it's a bit of a twist, I suppose, on your standard, like, oh, here's a song. Can you guess what it is? And they've done something to the song to make it difficult to guess. Maybe they've done it backwards. Maybe they've only played you like five seconds or sped it up or slowed it down or just they're just reading out the words. That's your sort of your standard radio fodder. <laughs> Can you guess the song? Give me a call now. Um, so that's sort of what I'm going to try out right now but differently instead of cutting the song down or speeding it up or whatever i'm just gonna slag it off i'm gonna criticize it and explain exactly what i dislike about it and then hopefully based on me hating the song and the specific things i hate the song for you will be able to guess what song i'm talking about that's the idea hopefully like i said this is an experimental game it could be rubbish but you can all play along at home and have a go and I want you to think about this and I'll give you a couple of songs to think about it and then I want you to send me the song you think it is and I'll tell you who's right and who's wrong and it'll be great fun so just bear the numbers in mind now so then when I slag off the song you can get thinking and send me a reply straight away 07807 183 538 is the text twitter as well at wizardradio station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email what song am I slagging off on the song slagging off game it's a song i really hate and i don't think it's very good and this is why this song is an objectively bad song it's it's just not good by anyone's standards nobody would listen to this song and say this is a work of musical genius so that's just to start with it's not a good song but 
to compound that rubbishness, the artist in question, they just make it so much worse. It's a bad song to start with. The artist makes it worse because they just, they're a terrible human being. They do not deserve to have a continued career. They, they really don't. I don't know why they still have one. People should stop listening to their music. They're rubbish. I think even the name of the song and the theme of the song, the whole premise of the song is based on a Lindsay Lohan film, which I think is quite lazy and unoriginal. And there's quite a few other famous people who are involved in this song. And I can't believe they would want to put their names to it. I really don't. I'm embarrassed on their behalf. Why would they get involved? Shall I, shall I tell you a name? I don't think I'll give you a name. That might be too much of a clue, but some credible people. One is a singer who I may have played on the show already this afternoon. Just think about that. And one is a reality TV star that I can think of. These two people putting their name to this song, I think is a humiliation and I'm going to say it, a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. So that is why I hate this song. Just to recap, it's objectively bad. The artist makes it worse. They don't deserve a career. The title is stolen from a Lindsay Lohan film, which is just lazy. And some famous people have got involved with it. And I think it's been damaging to their careers, in my opinion. That is the clues you're getting. This is the song slugging off game. What song do you think I'm talking about? 07807-183-538. You can send me a text or tweet me at WizRadio. Drop us a message on Facebook or send us an email. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. Like I said, this could be rubbish, but have a go, play along, and I'll see if you can guess what I'm talking about. I feel like difficulty terms, this was medium. There are a couple of things that I think probably gave it away a little bit more than others, but it all it all adds up. So what do you think? Just send me a message now, and I'll tell you who's right and who's wrong in a bit. I'll play Coltrane soon, and Lizzo Juice is next. First, I have a 60-second guide to Lizzo. It's all factually accurate. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Lizo, or to use his full name, Lizo Mazimba, is a journalist who works as the BBC News entertainment correspondent. Lizo will be best known to many of a certain age as the main presenter of Newsround on CBBC between, 2000, between 1998 and 2008, delivering the news to kids in a friendly and accessible way. Nowadays, he prefers to hobnob with the stars on the red carpet. It was when he met Ed Sheeran in a chance encounter in the BBC Lift in 2017 that Lizzo decided to turn his efforts to a brand new challenge. He wanted to be a singer. Ed and Lizzo hit it off. Lizzo confessed his dream to Ed, and Ed confessed that he really wanted to be the BBC's entertainment correspondent. Ed gave Lizzo a quick singing lesson between the sixth floor and the ground floor, and there are even rumours of an unreleased version of Perfect featuring Lizzo Mazimba. Lizzo spent the last year in a bit practising and writing, until finally he was ready to release the song and this is it it's called juice and that is lizzo in 60 seconds that was coltrane and ray with the fruits and eat your five a day kids it's important lizzo and juice before that it's wizard radio i'm alec miles bukowski's here at five o'clock we've got connect four to come before then and we're nearing the end of the song slagging off game now i did warn you that this was highly experimental as a game. It's like a live test run on the radio to see whether it's any good or not. I think I think maybe it needs some adjustments, let's say. Just a few, because apparently it was quite easy. Producer James said in my ears that he got it instantly when I said a certain thing, and loads of you have as well. So if it ever comes back, which it might, it might not, we'll see. It, it needs to make it harder. I thought that was quite ambiguous, at least until I said a particular clue about a person. I feel like if I hadn't said that one, it would have been more difficult. It would have been more of a challenge for you. But yeah, okay. I screwed up. <laughs> Sorry. But we do have some wrong answers. We have three wrong answers. Although, was it literally only three people that got it wrong? Was it that easy? Well, okay, that's quite bad. So, Yasmin is wrong, incredibly. I don't know how after that clue I gave, which I thought was medium difficulty, but clearly not. Yasmin says, is it Thank You Next by Ariana Grande? Because the music video is a parody of Mean Girls. I love Ariana Grande, so I hope this isn't true. 
Don't worry, Yasmin, it's not Ariana Grande. I also like Ariana Grande. She's safe. She will not be the target of my wrath on the song slagging off game. It's fine. It's not Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Was Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls? Maybe. I don't know. I'd assume so. Okay, well, no. It's not that one, but thank you for playing and thank you for getting it wrong. I'm genuinely appreciative that you got it wrong, even if it was just to humour me, you know? Just to make me feel better about my game if you got it wrong. I think that's good too. Not a thank you next to Ariana Grande, but thank you for playing Yasmin. Shannon, is it Sucker by the Jonas Brothers? I love them so much and I love that song, so I don't think I can listen to you anymore, Alec. They're honestly my life and I'm so happy they're back together. No, Shannon, come back, come back. It's fine. I hope you're still listening. It's not Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. You're wrong. Don't worry. I have no idea where you got that from. Literally none. But no. The jo I'm fine with the Jonas Brothers having a career. Don't worry. I have no beef with the Jonas Brothers. It's all good. It's not them. Please don't stop listening to the show. We need you, Shannon. We need you. Thanks for playing, though. I hope you're still here to find out that you got the wrong answer. And Mike has been on as well. Um, he said, well, until you said the premise of the song is a Lindsay Lohan film, I thought the awful song was going to be like <laughs> Michael Jackson or R. Kelly. But it's clearly another song, which I'll tell you in a sec. Yeah, that maybe maybe next week. But I think it's best. It's best. I think we just we don't talk about either of those people on the show anymore. I never really talked about them before, so that won't be too difficult. But yeah, let's just not not we'll not talk about that. I don't want to end up in any legal trouble. And I haven't watched the documentary yet either. So, yeah, it's it's not by them. But, yeah, Mike got the correct answer. And Alex did as well. Um, they decided the song I was slagging off. The song that I said... I said was an objectively bad song by a terrible artist who's a bad human and they shouldn't have a career with an uninspiring title stolen from a Lindsay Lohan film and a disappointing number of featuring artists who should know better. They got the clues correct. They got the answer correct. Mike realised it's clearly Lil Dicky and Chris Brown with Freaky Friday. Yeah, Alex as well. Freaky Friday, definitely. Who else got it right? Jennifer got it right. Naomi got it right. Lucas got it right. Ollie, Molly, Brooke, Harriet, Matilda, Zach, Tyler and Jack. Congratulations. You saw through my incredibly easy clues. And you worked out that the song I was talking about was actually Freaky Friday. Which is true, I stand by all of those criticisms. But yeah, it's not Thank You Next, don't worry. It's not the Jonas Brothers, don't worry. It was Freaky Friday. Um, I don't really know what to do with that. Maybe it'll come back, but I'll make it more difficult if we ever play that one again, because that was too easy. But thanks for getting on board anyway, especially if you got it wrong to make me feel good. I appreciate that. Coming up, we have some Connect 4 fun. We've got all your answers to that as well, which hopefully is more difficult than this game. And we'll do that after Billie Eilish's Bury a Friend on Wizard Radio. Why is his mama calling all the time? Leave me the heck alone. That was Billie Eilish and Bury a Friend. You've got Wizard Radio on with me, Alec Feldman. Hi. Thanks for listening this afternoon. Miles Mikulski's here at 5 o'clock. Before then, we have time to do Connect 4. Before 4 o'clock, you got four words from James Gilmore's copy of the Oxford Mini English School Dictionary or something along those lines. We gave you demented, bat, shop, and egg. That's egg. And you just had to put them into sentences and stories and make it make sense and make it weird and silly and nonsensical. As long as you get all four words in, that's, that's all that matters to me. And that's how the game works. And we have some really really long ones so i hope you're getting ready to pay attention this week this one from max is basically a book so let's get cracking max is connect for entry remember listening out for demented bat shop and egg those are the four words he's trying to get in when i was younger i went camping with my older brother and my dad and something very freaky happened oh yeah rub it in about about my game why don't you that didn't quite work as i'd hoped well he says when we arrived at the campsite, they had a shop where you could purchase supplies. That's the first word done. We bought some snacks and a fire starter. And when we went up to the till to pay, the cashier, who was quite scary, almost seemed to be a bit demented. That's in there too. Warned us that there are ghosts that haunt the campsite at night, so we need to be careful. That freaked me out big time. When we eventually got into our tents and went to sleep for the night, I was just drifting off to sleep when I saw a shadow on top of my tent 
and then a noise. It was a bat. Eh, what are the chances? It was terrifying. And then a cracking noise and a load of gunk hit my tent. I screamed. I thought I was going to die. Guess what happened? It was a prank. My brother and my dad decided to scare me. It wasn't a bat. It was a sound from their phone and the gunk was an egg. Oh, perfect payoff. Very, very funny, guys. I like that. That is inspired. That's one of the ones I hope is real, but probably isn't. But a good prank to give a go to if you're going camping. I thought you were going to say a bat pooed on your tent, but that was in a way a better plot twist. Very good. That's the first Connect Four this week from Max. He got all the four words in, in a very good way. I like that. Oh, by the way, I usually choose a winner in this. And the way I choose the winner is subject to no rhyme or reason. It's just what I like the most. It's entirely appealing to me. It's like Cards Against Humanity. Play the man, not the game. Kaylee has played Connect Four. She says, my least favorite phrase ever is, what came first, the chicken or the egg? To me, I think neither of them could have come first. What if, for example, the first chicken egg was laid by another animal, like a turkey or an ostrich or a bat? Hmm. What always confuses me is the difference between the eggs that chicks come from and the eggs that we eat. How do they tell the difference to make sure that you don't have chicks hacking from eggs in shops? That would be a demented thing to do. Imagine a chick escaping the packaging and roaming the frozen aisle. There's a lot to unpack with that message. She has got all four words in, demented bat, shop and egg. She did pluralize shops, but I think that's all right. We'll allow that. I also like the way that she has actually come up with quite an interesting philosophical or even visionary point that maybe chicken eggs were laid by another animal, which I'd never thought of. And I don't think is totally out there as an idea. Totally bat crazy, you could say, as an idea. I quite like that, just as a scientific theory. That's quite good. Who knew that this game could make a significant contribution to science? Certainly not me. Um, and she got all four urgent, so that's good. I also like the idea of chickens escaping from eggs in the shops. And roaming the frozen aisle, very good stuff. Paige says, Last summer, I volunteered at a charity shop near my home, but I don't like to talk about it. It was a nice experience overall, but there were some not-so-nice experiences. Okay, what are they? She also got the word shop in, I noticed, nice and early. For example, there was the time that we found a bat in the storage cupboard which hadn't been cleaned out for years. Very good. There was also the time when this crazy woman ran into the shop and just started waving her hands and shouting nonsense. It was really scary. It was like she was demented. Probably was, to be fair. Oh, and there was the time we were egged overnight, but with just one egg. <laughs> so it was a poor attempt. I mean, who's going to do that? Causing chaos on the streets, rioting and throwing a singular egg at charity shop. Chaos. Society is going to collapse because someone threw a singular egg at a charity shop. Yeah, very good. Um, have we got all them? We've got a shop, yes. We've got demented, egg, and bat. Yeah, very good. A nice entry once again. And the final one on today's Connect Four. Remember, you're listening out for Demented Bat Shop and Egg. This is from Emma. Whenever I go to the shop to buy chocolate, shop, again, getting in there nice and early, I'm always looking for something a bit different, you know? Like, there are always the things you can expect, like a Twix or a Cadbury's cream egg. But what about something just a bit special? That's why I like Halloween so much, because the chocolate and sweets become so interesting. Once, I had a bag of chocolates, and each one was shaped like a, a bat. Ah. I love Halloween candy so much because of things like that. I don't know if I can eat Halloween candy all year round, though. I might look a little demented. Very good. I think the use of demented there was a bit tenuous. I think there's, you know, more demented things you could do than just eat Halloween candy or chocolate, as I would say, all year round. That's, I mean, it's a bit weird, but not entirely demented, I would say. But otherwise, not a bad attempt at all. Those are all the ones we have time for this week. But which one is my favourite? Let's think. We could have Max, who went on the camping trip with the fake bat being broken over his tent, which was actually an egg. We had Kaylee, who came up with a new evolutionary theory about chickens being born from turkeys. Oh, ostriches. Sorry. Oh, and turkeys. We had Paige, who got a charity shop egged. 
And there was Emma just now who is demented because she eats Halloween candy all year round. Which is my favourite? I think they're all, as per usual, a very high standard. It's a difficult choice. I don't like choosing. But I've backed myself into this corner where I have to choose a winner each week. And so I've decided the person who played Connect 4 that is going to receive in the post nothing from me at all is going to be Max, who had the camping trip and the egg that got smashed over his tent. I just like that one. I like the creativity behind the prank. Real or not, I thought that was pretty damn good. So that is Connect 4 for this week. And that is the show for this week. So a few things to tell you about now. Ways you can enjoy me over the next seven days when I'm not on the radio. First of all, you've got the Brexvent calendar, which is on the website. Every day there's a new door to open. They're really, really short. They're all less than a minute each. So it won't take too much time out of your day. You can go on wizardradio.co.uk, find the Brexvent calendar page, and they're all there for you to listen to. If you've missed any, you can catch up on them. Basically, I just give you a little treat each day behind the door for counting down the days before the UK leaves the EU. Isn't that exciting? And I played you some of those earlier on. So if that whet your appetite, check it out on the website. You can also get the podcast of the show. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's in loads of places. If you like podcasts and you like me, then get that. There'll be some highlights clips on the website as well. And last but not least, you can listen to my other show, The Weekly Mixtape, on Friday at 3 o'clock, which is an hour of throwback tunes chosen by me. That's all the business I have left to deal with. That's the end of the show. We'll do it all again next Saturday, 3 till 5. I will be here. I shall look forward to speaking to you again soon. And Marge McCorkey is on. After James Bain, Julia Michael, this is Peer Pressure. I'll see you next week. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz. And I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.